Hello, welcome back to another All About Jesus podcast. Today, we've got Robin Hogan on and Maggie Willis. Um, we was all in uh, kind of working together one day at the uh, after the last day of the revival at Kirkley, and uh, just a just a wonderful story. Uh, Robin gave her testimony a couple weeks ago at Kirkley, but uh, there's some things that uh, me and Maggie had uh, was told before we got there, and just kind of walked through the deliverance and just. Uh, um, we just all three got this great testimony together, and we want to glorify Jesus Christ uh, in this. So that's what we'll be talking about today, uh, repentance, forgiveness, deliverance. Um, I'm going to read a scripture, Mark 16, 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll start off, Robin, um, just kind of give your testimony um, like you did up at the church, then we'll just kind of go go from there. Okay, sounds good. So we had the revival at Kirkley Chapel the first week of October, and um, the whole week before that, I just felt like it was going to be really powerful, and I just knew that I was going to attend every session of it, and I was really excited about it, and so the first night came, Friday night, and um, it was good. You know, Brock spoke and had a really good testimony. And and then I'll never forget, he called uh, Joe Garten, and he said, uh, Joe's going to come up here, and he's going to call the Holy Spirit. And so Joe walks on the stage, and mind you, I've never met Joe before. I just know who he is through my brother-in-law and stuff like that. But he gets up there, and he just starts, like, basically chanting and kind of singing, like, the name of Jesus, just Jesus, 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 over and over, and it was just beautiful, and and I remember him saying, you know, just picture that there's angels flying around here right now, and, you know, and it was just a really surreal thing, and I closed my eyes, and when I did, like, I seen this angel, and this angel was, like, bent in half, like, down on its knees, and it had this really, really bright halo, and um, it's hard to describe, honestly, but it just seemed to me like it was showing repentance. Like it was just really laying everything down at Jesus's feet is what I thought. And so I opened my eyes back up and I thought, okay, well, I must have imagined that because we were talking about angels. But the thing was like for the next 45 minutes to an hour, every time I would close my eyes, like that angel was there and it was in that exact same position. And I was like, wow, that is, that is powerful, you know? And so I thought about that and I thought, you know, I don't know why I seen that and, you know, still had a little bit of doubt maybe that I had seen it and maybe it was my imagination, but, you know, went on through that night and, um, everything, it was good. Went home Saturday, came back another good night of revival. Um, that night I have a dream and in that dream, I'm in the church, the church that we attend. Um, and I'm looking for Maggie and I'm also looking for Joe Garten and I remember in the dream, like, I was just in a total panic. Like, I just, I had to find them, but I didn't know why. And so I woke up, and I thought, well, that was kind of bizarre. And again, didn't think too much of it. Went to church on Sunday, so this would have been the last day of the revival. And I walk in and sit down with my family, and in walks Joe Garten. And he sits right in front of me, and then comes Maggie and her family, and they sit to the left of me. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, God, like... <laughs> you're definitely trying to tell me something here. And so it was just wild because I just felt like everything was coming together. Um, and then Joanna um, from our church gets up and she reads the vision and words that God had given her. And this is the second time she had read it. So it's also the second time that I've heard it. But this time when she spoke it, like I literally felt like lightning was hitting my chest. And I'm going to read a little bit of it because it is powerful. So what she reads is, Many will run for cover because they fear the effect of my lightning and my thunder and the exposure of their sins. But those who are mine will let the lightning strike and do its work of death to sin. They will rise up and do my works with power and with electricity of life that results from being crucified to the Lord and alive in me. Ooh. And so as she said that, like, I was like, wow, like, this is some bad heartburn I got going on here and it would <laughs> not go away. And I was just, ah, uh, it just wouldn't go away. And so Tom got up to give his sermon. And I'll be honest with you, like, I do not remember one word of that sermon because I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, like, what is going on with me? Hot seat. Oh, I was definitely <laughs> in the hot seat. Like, my chest was on fire. And I really didn't even know 
why per se, but as soon as the altar call was called, like I was up and I basically ran to Maggie and I was just like, Maggie, I don't know what's going on. I got this burning in my chest and I, I'm just going to throw it all out there. And I remember getting down on my knees and how I was down was like, I was basically bent in half. And it was like the exact same way that that angel was showing the repentance that I had seen Friday night of the revival. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. you were like, you went straight down there, like before I could even like figure out what was going on. And you were just like waiting for me. And I was like, okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the cool thing about that was as soon as I got down there and I was just like, what's going on, Robin? You just like laid everything out. I didn't have to like prod around and ask you 15 million questions or anything like that. And not yeah. that that's bad, but it was just like the, the, just the rapid repentance I think was so key mm-hmm. in yours because it was just like, Maggie, these are all of the things that I am dealing with and I want them gone. Right. And so it was just like, from there, it was just like, it made it easier for the Lord to take those things from you and for you to actually heal from those things. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, is like, I mean, I've grown up in church. I've went to Kirkley since I was 15. So, you know, half of my life I've spent there. And just within the last six months, probably, you know, there's been more, um, talk about the Holy Spirit and there's been um, preachings on deliverance and things. So like the deliverance and the casting out of demons and like all of that, like that was all new to me. Like, you know, when I had that burning in my chest, like it wasn't like I thought, oh, I probably need delivered. You know, I was just thinking, I don't know, like I need to repent. Like I just felt like you've got to repent. You got to repent, you know? And um, like I said, I've been a Christian since I was probably 11, 12 years old, baptized, you know, and really led a pretty straight and narrow life. And I just, I had just been having these feelings for really the last two years, I would say, um, that I didn't feel like they were of me, like they weren't who I am as a person. And so the more that we would talk about demons and spirits and stuff and how people would describe, you know, it's not who you are. And I thought, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe there's something to that. And so... Then it just it just kind of all unfolded and happened right there by the exit door to the church, you know, <laughs> yeah. like nothing like just doing it right there by the exit door. Yeah, it says in Acts seventeen thirty out of the AMP, therefore God overlooked and discarded the former ages of ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. That is to change their old way of thinking, to regret their past sins, and to seek and to seek God's purpose for their lives. Mm. So she come out there just really manifesting and had to, you know, most time we kind of go through a book and go through a long prayer where she already was ready to repent and uh, ready to be delivered where she didn't even really know it. Right. Right. And even, um, you know, it was like, I just, I knew that she was ready for that. I knew that she was ready to be delivered of the things because it wasn't like she was just repenting um, of different sins. It was like she was already calling out the spirits within her. And so it was just like, I want to get rid of this spirit and that spirit and different things. And so it just, it made it easy. And so the Lord was just like, she's ready. And so then I had, uh, couldn't go get you because I, um, I just didn't feel like Quentin was supposed to be in it, you know, your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like um, my dad was. And so I had him get him and come over there. And then, like, the altar call just ended. And we were like, we're going to have to move. <laughs> we're going to have to move this to the back. Yeah. And so, because um, we were right at the front door there. And so we got up and um, went to the back. And then we really began to start with the... Um, just the unforgiveness mm-hmm. and um, just just those different things and how we had to be the different people that she had to forgive. And um, I didn't know. even know it. You know, right. I didn't even know that I necessarily had unforgiveness for some of the people that, you know, we discussed. Yeah. And, um, and still the biggest one, I think for me was the anger, you know, and, yeah. and the sad thing is, is like, you know, you don't want to admit it. Cause you know, you have anger against your own family members, you know, your own children, right. your own husband, like that's not easy to admit, but at the same time, like I knew it, but I also knew it wasn't of me. So I had to get rid of it. Right. Exactly. 
and you know, you talk about how <clears throat> Quentin came up there and you know, when I think like if you were like to make this happen and like put everybody in their spots and mm-hmm. everything, like I would have guessed, you know, it would have been Quentin or Tom that would have been, you know, the one yeah. behind me with their hand on their back. And so that also is, <clears throat> excuse me, a huge part of my testimony, I feel like is because it was my good friend, Aaron Fitzpatrick, who's also part of the church and who's been in my life since I was four years old. And, you know, that was such a strange thing because I didn't look to see that it was him, but I felt his hand on my back the whole time that I was going through the deliverance. And I knew in my spirit, it was him. And that's the only way that I can describe it. And so after the deliverance was over, and I remember you guys asking me, like, do you feel better? Like, and I was like, yeah, like the the chest pain and burning is gone. Like I feel clean. I remember feeling that, like I feel clean. And then when I realized it was him, you know, of course we're all crying and I give him a hug and I said, you know, I don't know why you were back here, but I know that you were supposed to be back here. And, um, still to this day, I feel like in my heart, not that I think Aaron had unbelief, but I think that he needed to see this happen in somebody that he knew and trusted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're so new to the deliverance Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just been a thing where it's like it is in um what did you read at first mark 16 right mark 16 17 yeah yeah and so you know it does say go and be disciples um preach the gospel get baptized cast out demons Mm -hmm. heal the sick all the different things and so it's it's not like um it's just for one person or, or another it's you know jesus said go out and do these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's for, it's for everybody should know how to do that. And when they arise or they manifest in front of you, like you have to, you have to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And so it was so cool that we got to do the deliverance on you. And it was just like, um, like dad, you thought it was going to happen that day, but you didn't know who it was going to be. And then you had some words, right? Um, that morning when I was out here in the podcast room praying, getting ready for church, the Lord had gave me three things. I was supposed to, he gave me there'd be a spirit of infirmity, spirit of rejection, spirit of abandonment. Yeah. So then he, um, and he wanted brother Richard to pray over me and there was something else. And, uh, so when I was just standing there, you know, listening to people worship and, uh, just, I was just kind of looking over the crowd, just thinking of these, uh, um, spirits that the yeah. Lord had gave me. I even told Tom before the church even started, I said, there's somebody that's got these three spirits. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be revealed today, or I thought they would. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just standing there. Um, a lot of times I go to the altar and pray with people. But I was just kind of standing there and uh, um, just kind of seeing what was going on. Then Maggie or somebody come and got me. I went back over there. I think because the last time we'd done a deliverance together, I got words of knowledge of uh, yeah. some things that was going on. And the Lord had already given to me before we even got there. And we kind of asked them about uh, to Robin. And um, then was three of them that was in her. So that was uh, really cool. Then uh, she was sitting there by the door and people kind of walking out. We was all down on our knees. And uh, I don't know if she'd ever started uh, getting them out. But that time or not, it was just like, we've got to get out of here. We yeah, I don't think to- we'd actually started like the actual deliverance part until yeah. we went yeah, to the back. Mm-hmm. So we went to the back and, uh, I don't it was know. cool. He was like, Hey, do you have whichever one it was? And she's like, I don't even know what that was. And he, he said, I don't either. Let me think <laughs> about it for a minute. And then by the time we got back there, you were like, Oh yeah, it's this. Yeah. And yeah. then she was like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like so much confirmation from the Lord right there. And then three spirits, like in spirit and infirmities, uh, when Joe was <laughs> doing that, uh, deliverance on me the other day, I had it. It's in a lot of people. Yeah. All these three and all the deliverance we've been doing, they've all been in them in some way or another. So it was just cool. The Lord had given me that and just been able to use them in other situations too. Yeah, that's awesome. And we went back there and we started uh, uh, speaking to her. I think me and you was doing different intercession prayers with us. And mm-hmm. she was just kind of going through unforgiveness and repenting. Then uh, when it all started, um, just me and Maggie would kind of take turns uh, looking at her in the eyes then there's just, you could see her eyes right underneath them. They just started kind of like twitching. So we knew yeah. it was right there. Then we'd call the spirit out, just up and out. Then it would just come out and she would uh, throw up in a trash can. It was just amazing. We went right back to the kitchen of all places and right by the trash can. Yeah. And uh, 
What was cool is when we went back there, my mom had told me the week before, she was like, I know something's going to happen back in that kitchen. And she was like, it was like I was down praying right by the sink. I don't even know if I told you this, Robin. And literally we walked back there and like my dad stopped right by where she was like, we were praying over something that was like right there. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. So I was like, oh my, I don't even know if you knew that dad, but Mm-mm. I was the last one to come in there and I was just like, oh my gosh, is that where he's going to stop? Like, this is crazy. And yeah, we just happened to be right by a trash can and wow. She that did was, the dry heaves there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's really cool. Just the, how the Lord would, uh, even use us. And then, uh, uh, one of the cooler parts just from doing it was just one time, whatever the spirit was, you could see her eyes twitching and just like one time it said, uh, um, up and out and just instantly, uh, threw up was, yeah. um, and I think that was rebellion, which is funny because like most people that know me, like wouldn't think that I would have a rebellion, (laughs) (laughs) but that is the one that I remember. Like I got really sick on. Yeah. I think that was the root. Yeah. We finally just, uh, I think that one came out pretty hard. We just kept, uh, working on it. Then as she said, as Aaron come back there, I was just kind of standing like, it's kind of weird. He was, yeah there just uh, mm-hmm. right because he'd really already see. came back past us past us again didn't ever look at us really uh-huh. and then it wasn't two seconds later he opened back the like opened back the door and came back and it was just like a straight line like he just could not take his eyes off of it and he just like set his bible and his cup down and he just like was straight for it and honestly i mean i don't know if i've told aaron this but i know i've told danielle and it was just like I was like, man, is this going to block something? Is he going to block something? And it didn't at all. Mm-mm. It was just like, okay, Lord, like he's supposed to be there. Like, oh, and it I was felt that amazing. Too. Like, I don't yeah. think that he, I don't think that he was necessarily there for me as it was me there for him to see. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. It was amazing too, just, uh, how nobody else even come back there because most I people are just that. kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of nosy and uh, you know just well, kind of sure. want to see what's going on or maybe just check it out and uh, or yeah. want to get in on it and help and you know yeah. just different things you can't blame them for yeah but, but it was it was just like back there it was peaceful it was and good. Aaron sometimes he just put his hand on her back and sometimes I'd hear him say you know up and out or whatever we was saying just kind of yeah. quietly and just uh, you know helping out and just kind of. Just kind of watching. It was just very, I felt that too. Just like he's here to see and uh, just to get a new new faith and a new faith and a new and a belief. It was just. Uh, yeah. And even to hear him talk about it, he's like, I don't know why I was back there. He was <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't know if I should stay or leave or what was going on. I know when he gave his testimony <laughs> at church the other day and he said that I got to cracking up when he's like, I just got to thinking like, I don't know, like maybe I've been here long enough. I can't leave now. I think I'm <laughs> yeah. in it to stay. <laughs> but I'm glad he stayed because I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just wild because not only did he see that, but then, so after my deliverance, you know, um, one of you, and I don't remember which one, asked me if I wanted to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, immediately, like, yes, yes. absolutely, you know. Yeah. And then you asked if I wanted to um, speak in tongues. And I said, yes, you know, absolutely. Like, I feel clean. Like, I feel like I can. And, of course, Aaron's right there. So not only did he right. see the deliverance, but he also seen me receive the gift of tongues, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's All another wild story there. of it because, you know, I just remember um, you guys were both praying in tongues over me, and mm-hmm. then you just told me to start saying Jesus right. over and over. And so yeah. I just remember my arms like going up yes. really mm-hmm. high in the air. Like yeah. I didn't do it, <laughs> but they did. Yes. Um, and then I just remember saying Jesus, 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 louder and louder and over and over. And then all of a sudden, like that show hair or however you yeah, say it, shofar, shofar yeah. horn randomly gets blown <laughs> out, you know, outside of the church. And when it blows, then I receive my tongues. Like, yeah, it's like something out of like a movie or something. Like right. it's crazy. It's, it was awesome. It is awesome. It was so cool. I prayed over a lot of people and, you know, to, for, to be baptized in the Holy spirit and to get tongues. But that was one of the quicker ones. I mean, that really started. Yeah really good we didn't pray that long and she <laughs> broke out into it and really uh got pretty loud yeah that's yeah. what danielle said she's like i she's like i just don't even know how to describe it she's like i've never <laughs> even heard anything quite like it she's like it was so beautiful she's like it was almost like a song and yeah yeah it, it 
that's what Zach Ishmael's daughter had said to Zach. Like, she came over there, and all of a sudden, we're in the middle of deliverance, and she um, just gives me a hug, kind of a different deal there. But yeah. she said all three of us were speaking in tongues. It was just uh, See, I didn't just beautiful her. to hear. Yeah, and I didn't either. That's the wild thing. I didn't even know she was back there. That's funny that you guys can remember Zach going outside and blowing the chauffeur when I could see him right straight across. I never did see him leave. I thought he was staying there the yeah. whole time, but he yeah, must have went out the leave. door and mm-hmm. blew it. And um, yeah, Because you get so focused in. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just the difference of when I was in front of her, you know, for different spirits, and then we would switch, and it yep. would be you. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, then you kind of see the different things around you. But when you are doing it, you're so locked in. Yeah. It or, is, and, like, I, even during it, like, I just had a peace over me. Like, I didn't feel, like, awkward or embarrassed yeah. or, like, have fear. Like, it just felt natural. Like, mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen. Like, that's how I knew it was of God. Yeah. Could oh, you yeah. feel the spirits coming up? Oh, yeah. Were, yeah. Like I told you, like, um, I especially remember the anger. Like, I can remember, like, my eyes even wanting to, like, squint and my jaw, like, clench, you yes. know, over the anger. Um, and even, like, the lust. Like, I remember feeling, like, that lust feeling. And, like, it is. It's mm-hmm. crazy. You can't even, I don't even know how to describe it, you know. But you do yeah. feel those spirits as they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, well, like I told on the last podcast of uh, – getting delivered, you know, you just like you're sitting in there, you can feel them coming up, like you're almost watching inside yourself of the spirits coming up, your eyes get big, yeah. uh, your, the Jezebel spirit makes you laugh, and mm-hmm. could you tell when you was getting delivered? Oh, yeah, yeah, and just like, it was like it was in my stomach, like it was something that just was buried down deep in mm-hmm. me That's how and then was. it was just like you could feel it like just release and come up out of your mouth so that was and sometimes it is rough but sometimes it's not it's not always like that throwing yeah. up things sometimes yeah. it's coughing or burping or just blowing out or you know different things like that but for me it was it was the same as yours it was like I threw up every single one of them wow so, well, and then, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, at first I thought, man, that the testimony itself is just wild and amazing and everything. But honestly, like everything that's happened since that time right. has been even more wild and amazing, honestly. Like it just continues to happen. Like it's just, God just continues to pour his Holy Spirit out on me and around me. And it's just right. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And even like when you like, after you were delivered, you were so ready to receive the Holy Spirit. I think that is something that is so, um, like, missed. Is you were like, yes, I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I know um, what that's going to do because you'd seen it yeah. around you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. has changed people. And so you were just like, yes, I want it. And we prayed for a little bit. And I was like, do you want tongues? And you were like, absolutely. And it was, like, immediate. Yeah, it was fast. It was, like, you know, like when I did it, I had to wait like a whole week really? and then received it. And I prayed for it for a whole week, but it was like, um, I didn't have all that happen before that, but it was just like, yeah, you wasn't clean. Yeah. Uh-uh. And so that was just so cool just to see how quick you got it and how just still like you were, you were ready at the beginning. You were ready to repent of all the things. You knew everything that you had to do. Mm-hmm. And then you knew that we had to get you cleaned out. And then you were ready. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, yeah. Like record time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is what it was. And so that was just really neat. And then even after that, it just seemed like you were you were so ready to see what God had for you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And even like the next day, like the day of, you know, I walk out of the church and I'm going to get into my car and Zach Ishmael's daughter, who I don't even know, comes running up to me and she goes, can I give you a hug? And I said, oh yeah, absolutely. And so I hugged her and like, I held her really tight and I held onto her for quite a while. And I just remember saying in her ear, like, Jesus loves you and he has big plans for you. And, you know, and like, she just held on to me and it took me a while to like, understand like what in the world, you know, and I was talking to your dad that next week at Bible study. Yeah. And he's like, I think she felt Jesus's love in you. And I was like, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Amen. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly what God. it is. That's amazing. So after you went through deliverance, what all the, uh, what else really changed in you? Oh man. It's just, 
I don't even know where to start. Like poor Maggie, like I blow her phone up all the time because <laughs> I'm like, you'll never believe what happened today. But it's, it's exciting good. and it's awesome. And yes. praise God that, yes. you know, it continues to happen and he continues to pour out his Holy Spirit over me and right. in my direction. Um, well, the first, the Monday yeah. when you were like, I went to, I went to work and I testified and I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so the next Sunday after, I think it would have been the next Sunday after my um, testimony. Yeah. Um, the girl had the seizure from our church and I was out there with her, um, and, you know, was praying over her and they took her to the hospital and, you know, didn't really think anything else about it. And then the next day she comes across my path and I was like, wow, like God's definitely trying to tell me something here. Um, and that has just really escalated, you know, um, she's a single mother and she needed some help. And so like, God basically just told me like, you're going to help this lady. Like you're going to help this girl. You're going to do what you can for her. And I was like, okay, God, like we're going to do it, you know? And that was out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was what was so cool. Yeah. It was just like your obedience of following. Absolutely. And honestly, I feel like a lot of my testimony, not even for myself, but everybody that led up to it is obedience. Like, you know, I talked to Joe Garten and he's like, I don't normally get up there and call the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, really? Like, I thought that was like your thing or whatever. He's like, no, not at all. (laughs) And I'm like, but thank goodness you're obedient. You did that. Right. Because, you know, that's when I've seen the angel. And then um, Joanna getting up there and speaking. Like, I've thought about that a lot. Like, had she not got up there and shared her words from God, would I have even been convicted and felt what I did? Right. You know, it's hard to say. And so... Um, it was really out of my comfort zone, even to share my testimony. I felt like, but God just gave me that boldness. Like, he's like, you're going to do it. And you know, I wasn't nervous or anything. Like it just pretty much came out naturally. Um, and when I listened back to it, I was like, man, like I said it with authority, you know, because like (laughs) it is like, it's powerful. Like the feeling that you have to get down, you have to repent. You have to lay it all on Jesus's feet. And then, you know, from there, then you can receive, but until then, like, you're not going to receive all of God's blessings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It all starts with repentance and getting rid of all unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you're just not going to be delivered. It's just too many, leaving too many doors open um, for the right. devil to stay in there. Yeah. And that's such key. Um, I can't remember if it's you or somebody else was telling me like, oh, the Lord's still bringing up names even after that. And it was just like, okay, what did you do? And they're just like, forgive him right then. No big deal. Wow. Like, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And so, and even for me, like the Lord brought names up and still even, even to this day, like I just had to uh, give, forgive my dad again. And so, um, <laughs> it's, a continuous, <laughs> it's a continuous thing and just like, and it may happen again. I don't know. And, but just like, when the Lord tells you that name, it's like a test. Like, how quick are you going to forgive them? Are you going to actually forgive them? Not just say the words, but actually feel it from your heart. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you did that for sure. Yeah. And was just like, I didn't know I had this, but yeah, maybe I do. And and then when it happened, you're like, yeah, for sure I did. Yeah, for sure. And then, and like I said, like it was just, so gave my testimony on Sunday, um, Monday, then I had the experience where I was like, God's like, you're going to help this girl. Yeah. So I organized a baby drive for her at church and we blessed her with so many diapers, yes. wipes, money, like everything. And she was so grateful. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the other crazy part of that is she's kind of drawn close to me after it, you know, Sunday, oh, you guys weren't there on Sunday. You were there on Sunday. Brian wasn't yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You missed out. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of um, the people that usually pray over people weren't there. And so I felt like God called me up there and I was praying over somebody and Tom, I gave Tom a hug and then he's like, do you want to pray with her? And I looked down and it's, it's the girl that I've been <laughs> yeah. helping. And I was like, yeah, I do. And so, I mean, I got right down on my knees with her and just held her and, you know, prayed over her and everything. And it was powerful. Like it really was because like, I just felt like I had that connection with her, you know, and, um, we still contact each other via text and I check in with her and, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to be in her life for whatever reason to help her. And God definitely placed her there to mentor her and disciple her. Yeah, for sure. So before you got delivered, is this stuff that you did or just, you think that this really has opened up? uh, Oh no, I think divine appointments for sure. Like I've had so many divine appointments is what I would call them. 
since my deliverance and since I received the Holy Spirit, absolutely. I mean, I've always been like a pretty caring person with a big heart, but like it would be more like me to maybe give her a card with $20 in it and be like, you know, however I can help you, but to actually open up to her and be like, I'm here for you spiritually. I'm here for you, you know, and, and to have that boldness to do it and to not feel awkward or out of place doing it is, is amazing. Yeah. Being delivered is obviously very important, but getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire Mm. makes such a huge difference because like the divine appointments, like you was saying before, before you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, a lot of times you uh, miss a lot of appointments just because you don't want to do it. You don't, you're not filled up yourself, but now when you're filled up, you're, you're looking to pour out. Absolutely. And I think to me, like the biggest thing that I have received and feel from it is love. Like, I just feel so full of love, like, and I've always felt like I have love, but it's, it's a different kind of love. Like, I I mean, it's Jesus's love and it's poured out on you and, you know, you're supposed to pour it out on other people and. Right. And even with that, like you were saying, um, just like when you receive the Holy Spirit, then those appointments are spirit led. And so it's easier. And it's just like, he just lays it all out and he speaks for you and does whatever. And it's just like. I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is not like I. Th- and the crazy thing is, before. is like, and all, and I've had a lot of divine appointments in the last two weeks, and like I've never had any doubt over any of it. Like it's yeah. just like okay, you know, there's a text message that comes through from somebody. I'm like okay, yes, and you know, <laughs> the, here's the crazy one, and this one is powerful, and I don't even know if I've shared this with you. Maybe I did, but I don't think I've shared it with Brian. Um, last week I was on my lunch break, and my phone rang, and I answered it, and it was a guy that him and Quentin grew up together. So they've always been best friends. I've always known him. Um, but we've never been like super close to talk on the phone or anything, but he's also been coming to our church. And so, you know, I answer the phone and he's like, Hey, he's like, I need to talk to you about something. I was like, okay, go right ahead. You know, I'm a nurse. So I'm thinking, okay, what's wrong with you? Right. (laughs) And he's like, well, it happened Sunday at church. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he's like, well, he's like, you went up there and you were given your testimony. And he's like, all of a sudden, like this super bright light came over you he's like it was so bright like I'd never seen anything like it and I was like wow and he's like and I kept trying to like move my head and like look around different directions (laughs) like to see you know where this light was coming from and he's like and like God revealed to him like it was the Holy Spirit like it was God showing him the Holy Spirit yeah and so he told me he's like my life has not been the same since I experienced that through you so again it goes back to obedience like you know Mm -hmm. had I not given my testimony would he have ever seen the spiritual side you know the spiritual realm it's hard to say right but it was a way for him to see it and now his life has changed like it's just the domino effect like it just continues to continue to continue to happen yeah that's amazing I don't really know him that good, but he texted me that week and it told me that, or this week and told me that story of just how it's changing his life. So, I mean, Kirkley is just, uh, it's just really a light. And yeah. uh, just like you, some of us wasn't there last week and being able to go up there and uh, pray over people is just a very special thing to be able to do. And uh, it's nice sometimes when there's so many of us now that we're, um, need to kind of spread out and let other people be able to do it. So just, it really builds your faith to be able to go up there and pray for somebody, gives you boldness, uh, (laughs) makes you really seek out the, uh, seek out the Lord. So everybody should get the opportunity to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think God puts the right people in your path. You know, like I felt the connection that I was supposed to pray with that girl because I had been working with her just like, you know, Maggie and Jill have kind of been that person for me. Like I always feel like I can go to them um, for any spiritual needs or anything, you know? And so, I think that now that I've received the Holy Spirit, um, I can help other people and show them, yeah, you know, absolutely. this is this is the love of Jesus. And, you know, and it, like I said, just the domino effect, and you just got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of trouble with all these churches. There's so many um, people sitting in the pews, myself, you know, when I did go there, and both of you guys, that uh, we never was baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. And churches are just filled with people that's not baptized in the Holy Spirit, thinking they are because they're baptized in water. Right. right. It's really, um, as me and Eddie was talking today, I mean, that's really the message that we need to start going to other churches and, you know, repentance, forgiveness, and baptizing people in the Holy Spirit and fire. Then other churches could be just like Kirkley. It's not its... It's special, but I mean, other churches could do the same if they would uh, 
get in, get involved and get the Holy Spirit inside the church. That's for sure. I mean, it is. It's just you know, it's just really blown up, and just in general, the church is just on fire all around, and it's amazing. You know, the youth. You know, oh wow. My uh, middle daughter Hattie, she's ten, and she is an anointed child, and you know, she sings in the praise and worship band, and you know, at ten years old, she's up there praying over people. She's up there praying over adults. You know, there's several kids her age that are up there doing it. And I'm just like, wow, that childlike faith is something powerful. Yes. Yeah. That's really the speaking in tongues. It takes childlike faith because you're just babbling like a child. And that's what really builds your faith because I was listening to some video and a guy was heard somebody uh, speaking in tongues and in his mind, he's just like, um, that's just not very, don't sound very good. Like I've heard other people, but the Lord come to him and said, well, at least he'll do it. Mm. So it takes courage to be it able does. to do it. Just like any kind of gift, just like as he was saying, it's just like tithing. It's just like anything. You've got to you've got to do it. You got to open your mouth and uh, start doing it. And the speaking in tongues is such a powerful uh, weapon. I think a lot of us don't even really know anything about it. Just it's really a part of the armor of uh, armor of God. Oh. It's like the helmet. Mm. Um, how many battles? This is just kind of reciting off this guy's video. Just how many battles are we losing? by not praying continuously in the tongues because a lot of times our own prayers are just from our own mind and just sure. kind of maybe selfish. And we go to praying in tongues. It is just, uh, it's spirit led and it's just straight to the Lord. Yeah. And as that guy said, he likes for us to do it. I don't make any difference what it sounds like. So yeah. he related it back to like, Oh, and your kid starts speaking and um, they say a few things, but it's not right. Like, it still makes you proud because they're starting oh, to talk. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good like, way to think about it. When you start speaking in tongues, even if it's not edified or, you know, like, real clear or whatever at first, and it just sounds like babbling, like, your father still likes it. And, like, you were saying, um, in Ephesians 6, it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. And so that verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit being watchful to this end with all preservation and supplication for all of the saints. So it's like that's still a part of the armor is being able to pray in the spirit. That's putting on the full armor is being able to do that as well because anybody can do it Mm -hmm. if you just have that um, childlike faith and and you want it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they always say, well, Paul said he'd rather speak five words everybody could understand other than 10,000. Nobody could. Yeah. But he says, I speak in tongues more than anybody, and I hope everybody does. But mm-hmm. they don't want to read that part. So it's a very powerful weapon that yeah. I think so many more people, like I know myself, Maggie, uh, you'll start baptizing people in the Holy Spirit and seeing them break out in tongues. It's it's crazy. And what's really cool about it is, um, I've been saying is, you know, every time that somebody would speak in tongues back, you know, in the old days, it was always somebody maybe from another town or somebody the town didn't Mm -hmm. like so much, kind of the weird person they would say, and they'd kind of run them out. But now with us three and all the other people are doing it, it's getting so much more accepted to Mm -hmm. where a lot of our old religious spirit uh, can't deny it anymore. And uh, they'll start accepting it. And when they start accepting it and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, I mean, there's just going to be... Yeah. Great things are really going to, to happen, but I think we really got to go around and start really preaching and bringing the word that we need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah, We was at Gallatin last week, and Thane, uh, my son, and Eddie done a great teaching on it, but I don't know if we if they explained it or dumbed it down enough that these people even understood it. So it's mm. really, it's it's so, so many new. people yeah. so has new. never even seen anybody lay hands on somebody and get prayed and anointed. And it says it right in the, uh-huh. the Bible. I mean, um, yeah. James 5, 14, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. But a lot of people just are just so, I don't know what the word would be. They just don't even realize what's going on. They've never seen it. So it's, it's something that like, we got to really talk about. It's, everybody likes to say, well, I believe the whole Bible, but all of that's in the Bible. But it's just right. almost like it's been skipped over in a lot of yeah. churches. You know, like they might read it, but eh, we'll just not talk about that and go on. Yeah, I that's really exactly right. And it's, I think, I mean, what is the most controversial subject in all of Christianity? Number one is probably tongues. So tongues. that means it's probably pretty important if it's tongues, that controversial. Demons. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. We did the man up in Ridgeway and uh, <clears throat> Scott Treadwell had uh, spoke about 
casting out demons and gave a great testimony. But a lot of the people there was offended because they say a Christian cannot have a demon. Mm. And all three of us are here to say that is not true. Absolutely. You, you I mean, and I said that, you know, it's my father-in-law who's the preacher there at Kirkley. I said, you know, I can tell you without a doubt, there's never been a day in my life that I ever um, doubted my salvation. Like, I was always going to go to heaven like Jesus was always in my heart, but that didn't mean that I didn't open up doors or have cracks in my life to where, you know, things got in and manifested. And That you can't be, like, totally possessed by a demon being a Christian, but I think what they really do is they dim our light. Oh, absolutely. Then we're not, if we're not light, we're not shining, then we're just not, uh, we just can't do the work of the Lord. People are not drawn to us. It's... uh, we don't have the words, but when you get them demons out, or even when you're kind of in a, um, just in a fight with the devil and just, uh, and that dims your light and it mm-hmm. just kind of sucks the life out of you. And you just can't, uh, it's can't just kind of like a Lord dullness. Wants. Yeah. Right. You're just yep. kind of living a dull life. You know, yep. I think that's absolutely true because, you know, like I said, like, I feel like the Holy spirit giving me, you know, the love and also the light, you know, to be a light for other people and, that's something that I necessar- wouldn't have necessarily said that I had before. Yep. Yeah. I was looking for the scripture here, and it's um, in Acts 19, mm-hmm. um, verses 1 through 7. And it's just like they came back, and they Paul asked them, like, have you been baptized in the Spirit? And they're like, no, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. And they had had John's baptism of repentance um, for their sins. And then he goes on here in uh, verse 6, and he says... Um, Then when Paul laid his hands on them and prayed, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. Mm. And so that's just like, if you were curious, or if you were like, I don't know if that's in the Bible, like that's exactly what we did for you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what Jesus did for you. And it was like set up just like that. And the thing is, is like, I mean, he can do it for anybody. You know, I'm nobody special. Like the three of us are nobody special that received it. It's just the fact that we were willing to repent of our sins. And then once you're clean and you're ready to receive, then God's going to pour it out. Right. And just being open to those things, even though you've never seen it Mm -hmm. really maybe in your lifetime of going to church. And it was, I mean, you've probably seen so many new things that you've never seen within this last, like, I don't know, six, eight months. Oh yeah, Absolutely. That's just like something's changing here, right? It is. And you know, the crazy thing is, is like, and I have always been there, but it's just, it's just naturally kind of happened to me. Like I've never really felt like it was wrong or that I've had any doubt or anything. Like I've just, it's just kind of naturally changed and I've felt that it's been of God. And so that it's been, you know, been the right way to move. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I can remember when there were 25, 30 people going to that church and, you know, one day we had over 200 you right. just, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. And just like you said, that baptism of the Holy Spirit, like that is a game changer. And it's not like something that's just like one and done. It is like you pray for fresh fire and a fresh baptism. You can do that every single day mm-hmm. so that the Lord continues to lead you and guide you in the way that he wants you to go, not the way that our flesh wants to go or we want to go. And I've thought about that. I pray a lot on my way to work because it's just me and I don't have kids in the car. And, you know, and I pray every morning since that time, you know, for him to just pour out his Holy Spirit on me and to yeah. continue to do it. And, you know, and I've thought before, like, wow, what if I ever lost that? Like, that would be, right. I mean, that would be detrimental. Like, I just feel like it would have to be a very depressing and mm-hmm. I hope I never go through that. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the Psalms where David David was like, Don't take away yeah, that. Don't take your Holy Spirit. <laughs> take from all this me. other stuff, but Psalm don't take 51. away that. Yeah. And you know, you think about I mean, even at Kirkley, but all churches, you know, you say the Lord's Prayer and it, you know, says the Holy Spirit. And how many people say that but don't really even know what it truly is? Right. Well, yeah. they think they have it because they got baptized in water is mm-hmm. what they're that's what the lie is. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't really know where that comes from. If it's just because when Jesus came up, he got baptized in the spirit right then. It just fell upon him. Um, I really. And I'm sure that that can happen with people. But if you don't know that you need to be open to receive the Holy Spirit as well. Really, you should get baptized in water. And as soon as you come out, then kind of like what Bradley was doing at the Saturday Night Revival. Yeah, there you go. 
He was yeah. uh, baptizing them in the Holy Spirit when they come out of the water. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. And just Eddie and myself was talking today. He said, man, I don't, I've baptized quite a few people and I never, you know, I never really thought I was just excited they got baptized and yeah, just kind of missed right. that thing, missed it myself. You just think it's like yeah. the first step and yeah. DL, but what a time to receive it. Yeah. D.L. Moody, I don't really know anybody, some great preacher and, uh, he'd, uh, was preaching at some church and just nobody would really come forward, no for um, salvations. And these older ladies kept saying, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I am, I've got the Holy Spirit. And he finally realized what they was talking about and understood it, uh, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Next week, pretty much done the same message and the altars were completely full and just yeah. salvations. And from then on, he's, you can already touch the guy without getting wow. um, changed. So, I think it's going to be it's going to be a real game changer. I just we've all talked about you know we need to heal and we deliver, but really the message of getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire is where it's got to start. You know we mm-hmm. you know yeah. we're trying to shoot three pointers when we need to get the layups down and yeah. uh, mm, start preaching good. that uh, start preaching that word as we go around to different churches because I think that'll start opening up. Yeah, and I hope as more people experience it, you know, again, I hope it's just the domino effect. And as they see more people, you know, their lives change and they get that lightness in them and things, you know, that maybe they'll lose that doubt and be more open to it. But I got to read the scripture because it's so good. Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. First Samuel verse 10. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power, and you will pros- prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite verse since my whole experience. Yeah. And even like um, just all the things that have happened to you since then, Robin, has just been amazing. Like that next day, you testified to two people and then they were just like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You know, so the day, um, after it happened, I'm at work yeah. and it just happened to be two of the people that I gave my testimony to go to our church. Yeah. And, um, I tell them and they both start crying It's like, I'm telling it to them. <laughs> they're like, that's like so powerful. Like I just can't even. And then like, they both opened up to me like about like underlying sin they have in their life that maybe they hadn't necessarily told other people Mm -hmm. or maybe a demon that they had dealt with that they didn't realize what it was. And so it's just like God had put those people in front of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that's just so cool because your testimony is, is truth. It is. It cuts just like the the sword. Yeah. That's something obviously the Holy spirit, but really preaching the unforgiveness, getting people to confess that stuff out of their mouth where the devil doesn't have that stronghold on him anymore. Yeah. Get them to repent. Then they get baptized in the Holy Spirit, then their lives will be completely changed because you can go to church and, you know, live like a lot of people are, but you mean you're missing out on so much of what the Lord offers. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, so-called fun stuff. I mean, just the excitement and, uh, yeah, it's a whole nother uh, level, right? you know? I mean, yeah. people just don't like, I didn't know what I was necessarily missing out on, you know, other than like, you know, I could see it through you guys and through Quentin and, you know, you could mm-hmm. just see that light happening with different people. And I remember texting Danielle one night and I just said, you know, I said, you know, some of these people are just really getting filled up, you know, and, and, of course, yeah. it was the Holy Spirit, but I didn't necessarily realize that until right. I received it. And I'm like, okay, that's what it is, you know? Yeah, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I was thinking, didn't you, like, record your tongues praying over someone and yeah, send it to them, and then they just felt peace after they listened to it? Yeah, I did. Danielle's um, daughter was struggling with anxiety, and it was literally the night after I'd been delivered. And, um, I was like, okay, God, well, let's, let's use this gift. And so I went out on my porch and I recorded it on my phone and I sent it to her and, um, she's like, you know, Danielle's like, oh, wow. She's like, that's amazing. Thank you. You know, and, and her daughter went to sleep. And so, yeah, it's just amazing. You just got to use those gifts when you have them. And right. And like I said to you, you know, it's strange because you don't know what you're saying. And, and so I said to Quentin, I was like, I just wish I knew what I was saying. He's like, it doesn't matter because God knows what you're saying. It's from your heart. And I was like, wow, that is good. 
Right. Because we all got the gift of tongues. Now we need to be praying for interpretation mm-hmm. just for our own tongues. It's yeah. something that I don't do enough of. I don't know if two or three times I've ever prayed for interpretation, but uh, yeah. um, it's just like in the Bible, they're always praying in the spirit where I've just read over that time and time again. And just like other people, I'm sure, and not really knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. And now as you um, start seeing it, all this stuff just really keeps popping out it's just all over the place so people like to argue about that you got to have an interpreter and stuff is just just another lie from the devil that he just causes so much distraction and division between us is is mm-hmm. the big problem right. but it's an awesome gift it's uh it's powerful it's uh, straight from the lord um yes. not getting any of our own selfish <laughs> stuff in there it's just speaking straight to him and and he likes it it's uh mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah, when Quentin told me, he's like, you know, it's from your heart straight to God. I was like, wow, that's that's powerful. He's yeah. like, you know, the devil can't intercept it. Like, it's mm-hmm. straight to God. I was like, yeah, that is awesome. It is. Sometimes different people will pop in my head while I'm praying, and you kind of know that's what it is and mm-hmm. different things. So, Yeah. And I texted Maggie this week. I was like, Maggie. I was like, my tongue's changed. Like, <laughs> they're different. She's like, they're edifying. She's like, that's awesome. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's kind of back like what you were saying. Like a kid, when they start off, they kind of talk yeah. where you can't understand it or not clear. Then as it keep doing it, it just keeps mm-hmm. getting better. So yeah. the more faith you have and more boldness you have, it just uh, right. comes a lot more natural. Yeah, I remember when I very first got mine, it was so fast and like, so like, just, I don't even know, just like babbling. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so now I feel like mine's actually slowed down and it's like words mm-hmm. now. And so it's cool to just be able to just even see that transformation in myself and like, what else? What else? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, there's always something more for him to show us and to learn and just to do. Yeah. It just seems like it's just never ending. Yeah. There's always something else around the corner. And you can just feel power in it. You know, this weekend I was praying with my brother-in-law, Quentin, and, and he's very spirit-filled, and um, he was he was praying a pretty powerful prayer over me, and he gets to shaking, you know, and the Holy Spirit's filling him up, and he was shaking, and I was actually praying in tongues as he was speaking in English, praying in English, and um, mine got so fast and like so loud like it was it was wild you know and and even on from that like one of the guys that was sitting in front of Quentin so it would have been two rows in front of me he's like I felt that he's like when you guys were doing that prayer whatever it was he's like I don't know what you guys are praying for but he's like I felt it and I was like wow that is powerful that's awesome and it is I mean it's a power it's a gift from God absolutely but it's it's a power you know and, mm-hmm. and we got to use those gifts in that power and and however way we can to spread the right. good word of him right yeah it's to edify us and there's really good to be edified and keep yourself clean and um, keep yourself full of the spirit but it's like he was talking about like praying over people there's so many times in the the past somebody'd ask us to pray and we'd go home and pray Mm-hmm. But now where we just stop right then, lay hands, and just start praying yeah. um, is so powerful. Because a lot of times I'll be talking to somebody, talking to two different people today, kind of back and forth, and they wasn't Christians. and just like, let's just stop, and I'm just going to put my hands on you and pray because mm-hmm. um, I've just got to get out of the road. So yeah. laying hands on people and just praying for people wherever you meet them, wherever you see them. I try to at least pray for one or two people just random people a day just to keep uh keep in practice and just uh what you're to do because i just run out of things to to say to people is you're just kind of going back and forth and you're trying to convince them your way and just kind of get out of the way and uh let the lord take over what better way to just shut the devil up than you know because you're arguing back and forth about what the word says and it's just like no let me just pray over you and let the let the spirit take it and let him work on you and again, just being obedient, praying over those people, you know, because yeah. Yeah. it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. And you just got to have that boldness and it only comes from God. Yeah. You know, and I think of, you know, last week, Brian, when you texted me and that you felt like you needed to pray over my oldest daughter and man, that hit me hard. Cause I was like, absolutely you do. Like I've always felt that for, you know, whatever reason. And, you know, you prayed for her and she was, you know, 
hour away from you. You didn't lay hands on her or anything. And I didn't even see her till about eight hours later, she came home from her ball game and she walked in the door and like her eyes were like so bright. Like I had not seen her eyes that bright in months, maybe even years. Mm -hmm. And like, I had no doubt in my mind it was because you prayed for her. Yeah. You can pray for anybody, but there's just certain people like with uh, her and, you know, people come to you that when you pray over them, it's just totally different when it's all spirit led. So, yeah, I mean, God puts those people in your path for a reason. Right. Yeah. That's like what brother Richard was um, teaching on that one Wednesday night. And he's like, the Lord may put somebody in your mind. And that means that he wants you to intercede for them right then. And mm, right. That there, was good. No matter yeah. What you, what you're doing, you know, you can always stop and pray or, or sweep and pray or whatever he was saying. And it was just like, you know, he put that person on your mind for you to intercede and do that so that person can feel him. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. It was powerful. I enjoyed his teaching on intercession prayer because yeah. it's something that I don't think we do enough of, you know, right. just in general as Christians, but how powerful it can be and how life-changing it could be for the person that you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. And not that they even have to know that you even did it. Yeah. It's just Yeah, exactly. Obedience. I mean, Reagan doesn't know that, you know, Brian yeah. Ward was praying for her, <laughs> but man, I guarantee you she felt it because, yeah. you know, other people even commented to me, you know, text me like, man, your daughter was so full of love and life that night. And I was just like, wow, God, like that is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so awesome to be able to see afterwards, just being able to see that change in her. And it was like only because of our prayer and just and our obedience and believing in the Lord, does does he do anything for us? Absolutely. It's yeah. just, it's wild sometimes to even see the things that he does. It's just like, I can't even believe that just happened. Like sometimes I can't even process it yeah. for like three or four days. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, How that's come? like when that guy called me and, and he's like, you know, in that light. And I'm just like, get off the phone with him. I'm like, light? Like what? You know, like <laughs> it's just so wild. But amazing too and you know and yeah. I had no doubt I said you know that's Holy Spirit like you were seeing it and that's amazing and mm-hmm. you got to testify you got to you got to tell that to people because yeah. you know oh yeah and the obedience of uh doing what the Lord says just like when a, you know somebody's name comes in your mind you start praying for him then just like with um Reagan Tuesday yeah. I was looking back at my notes and thought that's when I I knew that earlier when back when uh she come forward and I didn't get the opportunity and I should have been more just went ahead and did it, but I didn't. And uh, but this time she, her name come back to my mind. I wrote that down, but it was a whole nother day. And I thought, well, I might as well um, tell you guys um, that I got that word again, you know, in our group message, getting ready yeah. for this podcast. And that day, I guess just the obedience and the prayer yeah. uh, really made a difference. So it definitely did. So we thank have you for to be obedient. Obedience. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was key for sure. We're not obedience. We just will not see the the full light of the Lord. So we can't just do whatever we want. So in some things we mm-hmm. like doing, like getting to pray for uh, Reagan, awesome opportunity. Some things that the Lord's had me do, and uh, I haven't liked it as much. But uh, <laughs> you still just you got to do it. Just the things the Lord has made some people do is just crazy just to see if they would, uh, Yeah. I guess, see if they'd do it and just see if they'll be obedient, see if they'd be faithful, then you get, then you get blessed. So. Yeah. Right. Testing you to see if you can trust you with the big stuff. Um, getting pretty close to an hour here. I forgot my, forgot my question again. <laughs> How has the Lord blessed you, you know, most recently? Yeah, there you go, Meg. Oh, let me think for a minute. Mm, most recently. Honestly, probably the biggest one is, again, just Brian praying about Reagan, like feeling the need to pray for her and doing it and me getting to see that difference in her, you know, and not only me, but other people in the community even noticed it like, wow. And and to me, I think, you know, she's at that age where it's kind of tough to understand, especially everything that's going on, you know, like in the church and everything. And so I try to put myself in her shoes, like at 12 years old, like, how do you, you know, comprehend all of that? But I feel like by Brian doing that and, you know, her having that light in her eyes was just a sign for me and Dylan, you know, that keep praying for her, like God's working in her life. And, you know, she does have that brightness in her and it is going to come out. And, and I think it was, you know, the hope is what it was. Yeah. 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 It was powerful. 
That's a good lesson for me that we all know when the Lord is speaking to us. Sometimes we think it's not the Lord, but we know when the Lord speaks to us as Eddie always tells me, he goes, you know what the, when the Lord's talking to you and, uh, to know that and to, to keep doing it, um, is awesome. Just to make you keep more obedient gives you, and I think when people like things like that happen, like praying for somebody or somebody tells uh, somebody something, that person needs to tell that people yes. the result of it because that builds their faith up and gives them like, uh, if you don't really know, I remember one guy said, well, I didn't even know that even happened to you because that person didn't tell him. And he just, uh, after he got told him, mean, I don't, about had in tears and just really built his faith. And now he's more likely to keep doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think it goes back to that obedience, you know, it's not only doing it, but then the follow through of telling about it, because, you know, yeah. I think about the guy calling me and telling me about, you know, seeing the light or whatever above me, like, after he told me that, I was like, wow, like, that is really powerful. Like it built my faith up, right. you know? And so I think we yeah. just have to always remember to have that follow through to let, you know, others know that this is what happened and, you know, this can happen yeah. for you too. Yeah. Cause we testify it's like prophecy because we're saying it and that means it can happen again. Yeah. That's awesome. So we just, when things happen, we need to testify. That's what a uh, guy told me one time after I was healed that uh, you need to, testify of the miracle that's happened to you because if you don't um the lord could take it back from you because one guy they told to testify he didn't and he didn't uh didn't live to see the mm. very much longer so when things happen to you and you feel like you need to testify you need to be obedient and do it right that obedience i tell you that's important yes anything else meg i don't think so Robin. I don't think so. Thanks for having me on here, and I enjoy listening to your guys' podcasts. So, hey, give us a good shout out in the testimony. I the did, yeah. I did. I was like, well, I gotta say, it's not about me; it's all about Jesus. And hey, you're gonna want to check out that podcast, by the way. So, there are 180 people that heard that at Kirkley Chapel. So, your your reviews should be up. Yeah, right? that was really good. Uh, Robin, you want to close us in prayer? I sure will. Father God, we just come to you right now, and I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to sing your praises out on the air, Lord, and tell what you've done for me and my family, Lord, and I just thank you for Maggie and Brian, God, and that they've been obedient with this, Lord, and how many people they've reached through this podcast, and I just pray that you continue to pour out your Holy Spirit over this podcast, Lord, because I know that it's reaching people, and we just thank you, and we love you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on. We'll see you next time.